welcome to this episode of the Life After Life podcast, Finding the Path from Grief to Peace, with me, your host, Christine Marie. I hope this episode provides some support and understanding for you in your journey. There is more information at the end of the episode to support you on your path. I hope this brings you much healing, light, and blessings. Hi, my name is Christine Marie, and I'm here hoping to inspire you today as I open a conversation talking about life after life, how to find the path from grief to peace. I truly hope that this will create an inspiration for you on your journey, wherever that might find you at this time. Grief can be so many different things, but most often when we think about grief, we think about the passing of a loved one. Grief can also be the loss of a friendship. It can be the loss of a relationship of a significant other. It can even be the loss of a job. It can also be when you don't feel satisfied with your life, feeling like you're coming up short. What I want to really talk about is just the grief that we experience when our loved one passes forward. So who am I? Who am I to talk about this? Well, in 2012, my 23-year-old son passed, and I've been on this journey ever since. I have to tell you, I would never have imagined this journey at that time. And I can't believe when I look back how much my life has changed because of my son and because of his passing on. This podcast, the attempt is to talk about grief from a very different perspective, from a perspective that I don't think the conversation's out there quite yet on this. We know about past life, we know about uh, life after life, but we don't really put that grief conversation in the middle of that. And I really feel that I've been really blessed on my journey. I feel like I was given a different way to look at death. I was given a different way to look at my relationship and how I've had to experience my son's passing. I know that death can come in many ways. It can come very unexpected. It can come in a very long drawn out process. And so I believe that each person's journey is very, very unique. I believe that each person's journey is very specific, even to the person who's passed. I really believe that it's a personal journey. And it's really so personal, it comes down to even how you think, how your mind works, Uh, It actually comes down to even what your relationship with that person was. If you think about, you know, when a person passes on, if it's a, a very distant person from you, the grief you might experience is very, very different than the grief you would experience of a very close family member. And so why do I want to talk about this? I think it's really a an under talked about conversation. I know even in my journey, 
It's not like I can walk around and talk to everybody about my son who's passed on. In a very odd way, I think people get really uncomfortable about the conversation of death. And all too often, I've heard people say that even in their own families, especially couples, they don't process death in the same way. They don't process what and how they are processing their grief. And so it's sort of interesting how grief is a journey. It is very, very different and very, very unique. And I I think about those I've experienced passing. And so, you know, a distant relative that I really never knew certainly did not at all have the same impact on me as the passing on of my son. And so it's how we approach that journey, I think, becomes key. And I really am trying to focus on the idea of finding peace. And so why do I want to do that? Well, there's a lot of reasons I want to do that. I think um, letting you know a little bit about where I've come so that you know where I'm coming from. In, In the last five years, I've become a certified clinical transpersonal hypnotherapist. I'm an integrative life coach. I have um, studied always and forever lots about when it comes to spiritual energy, such as angel energy, and recently was just taught actually how to officially connect into the other side. And so that doesn't make me special. That just makes me who I am. And I do believe very much in being humble because I believe anybody can learn anything. When my son passed, I had already really done a lot of spiritual work, but on the, like on my own self-help books. And I felt that I was prepared for this journey in some odd way. And so just know in this podcast, I may bring up words like higher power or God. And I, I truly hope that doesn't offend you because I, I, it's just a word and you may use a different word. Uh, it is just a representation for me of a, a higher source. And that higher source for me is very loving, very caring, very giving. And I just really believe that somehow, some way, I was prepared for Brennan's passing. And as as I continue on this journey and, and the path that's opened up, I am nothing short of amazed as I remain to stay open and to celebrate Brennan's life. There was about two days after Brennan passed, I realized I had so many decisions to make. I had two, I have two other children who were just finishing up school. One was finishing eighth grade and my son and my son Ryan and my daughter Brianna was finishing college. And we were, you know, that end of year school time, there was two weeks left for Ryan. And and I was faced with having to make a choice of making Brendan's arrangements or planning around Ryan and Brianna. And something said to me, which I believe was my son, celebrate the living because life is short. And so celebration indicates that gratitude. And I took that thought further and I thought about, okay, and you know, making any of these kind of arrangements is beyond, I think, the mental psyche in some ways, because you're in total shock, at least I was, total shock of, oh my gosh, what do I do? And um, what I did was I did celebrate my kids and I made the arrangements around 
Ryan playing his last concert with his orchestra and my daughter's arrangements. And so I decided to celebrate life. And in doing that, I also had the realization that Brendan would never, ever, ever want me to be sad. I always say he would kick my butt from Florida to New Jersey if I moped around being sad. And my son was a very happy, very, um, very loving human. He just didn't get the human life. And he had learning issues and other issues. And unfortunately, what I call a round peg for a square hole, um, he didn't fit the mold. And it just, you know, that's another time, another story, but he just wasn't meant to continue. And um, he didn't commit suicide. He did overdose, if anybody's curious. And that was a long journey, even in of itself. And I knew we weren't helping my son. And addiction is another whole other conversation that I can have with you. But we're talking about life after life. And the day after he passed, it felt like he was there going, I'm okay, mom, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm I'm, I'm fine. And I had to really believe I had to make a choice. I had to make a conscious choice to believe that he was okay. Uh, first, I'm going to tell you there was just no way I was ever going to accept that my son was gone. That was just not even an option. And most people will not hear me use the word dead, because I don't really know what that means. Where did we come up with that word? And I don't like to use the word lost. However, I did a little bit in the beginning of my journey. And and I'll share you another piece of that beginning journey. I was working with a coach and we were doing some work and she said, Christine, you didn't lose your son. You just lost the way you were used to communicating with him. Wow, that's a peak of enlightenment. And that was true. Because If I tell you what I believe today, to me, it all adds up. And I'm hoping that in sharing what I've learned and in sharing my journey, perhaps that can share and shed light on your journey. Perhaps you can know that you're really not alone. um, Because I think many times people feel very alone in in their grief. Uh, They can't really talk to people. And especially because people are grieving in all different ways, how can they even consider uh, conversations because it's just it's almost impossible and as a neurolinguistic programmer or practitioner I can tell you our brains are not mapped the same way so conversation can become very tricky so when I when I really think about his passing and I think about my early journey I remember being on the plane because we had all his services up in Jersey and I was on the plane and every single part of my being wanted to bolt off the plane every single part of me I mean every cell and I knew I couldn't I knew I just had to do what I had to do and at the wake I just greeted everybody and I processed through and so what I came to learn was about three months later it hit me like a tidal wave, like somebody crashed into me. And I would make these analogies that, okay, living in, you know, living with a loved one who's passed on is like having the side of your home ripped off and having to survive the rest of your life without that wall on your house. And imagine, especially people in harsh weather, how how hard that can be. Um, and I've learned differently 
I've learned much differently. I've also learned that uh, grief is many different emotions. Um, it can create many, many different emotions. I know that many people believe that there's the five stages to grief. I'm not a big fan of that belief because I have not experienced that. And I don't think there is a quote unquote way to grieve. I think it's personal. I think it's so personal that it even depends on the person who's left, the person who's gone forward. So if that person had a very big part of your life, the void of that person being there is larger than that distant aunt or uncle because it's just now you have like this space that once energy of that loved one filled. So just recognizing that that space is there and there's no way I think anybody can speak a hundred percent to each person. However, I do think there are a lot, a lot, a lot of tools and um, ex- like ways we think. Uh, I know on a future podcast, I'm really going to talk about how the mind, how the brain really can put us on a on a, a hamster wheel. And you know, so uh, it is so personal, and it's a journey. And so what's the promise of a journey? So the promise, the fact that it's a journey means that you're moving forward. I've often found that people get stuck in the grief journey. And some of the things that people get stuck with is because they, they stay in a single mindset. The more they say, oh, I've lost my loved one. Oh, my loved one is dead and they and they make this and I'm not saying that you know that's not true but it's it's a different conversation when I say my loved one's gone on he's on to his next mission he's finished here yay Brandon and so what was my life lesson what was my soul lesson why did I I I woke up one morning and wrote dear soul what were you thinking honestly like did I really sign up for this you know and I had gotten a very um poem early on which I can share with you that Brendan gave me a long long time before he passed on I had learned something called automatic writing which I would just connect to angels and I really just learned how to listen differently I wasn't to my knowledge born with any special gifts nor was I told I had any special gifts I just always felt like there's got to be more than this. Um, and I always kind of felt like there had to be more. So one morning I woke up and I heard, Mom, write this down, write this down. And so I did. And it's called a plan life. I know you cannot see this. I know you can't understand. But before we take our very first breath, most of our life has been planned. We made a theme for us to live with lessons we must learn. We committed to the path we lived. When we complete it, we simply return. Life is so much more than you see, most cannot understand, but every breath and every step is most carefully planned. And so when I really think about that, and, you know, I didn't make that up, that came through me, and I, I, I realized as I, I went forward learning, learning to understand, I think the word is seeking to understand, why am I in this place? Not why did he pass so much as why did I choose to experience this? 
oftentimes, I think as humans, we give our power away. We easily become the powerless. And I don't think that is how our creator ever designed us to be. I have a saying that I use very constantly today. You know, if we are 99.999% energy, which science has proven that's what we are. Yes, that's 99.999% energy. And thermodynamics says that energy can't be destroyed. That makes me believe that Brendan goes on. Even if I don't understand that exact picture of how, what, I know there's a lot of religious beliefs. I do not intend ever to get into a conversation on beliefs because I believe that's personal. I believe that's where your journey is taking you. And my beliefs don't have to be your beliefs. So I won't enter into that conversation because it will only result in conflict if we don't have an agreement. So I honor you and your beliefs. And if there is something I say that crosses over your belief line, know that is never my intention. I'm just expressing how I've learned in my journey. So I really do think, and what I've learned as I've gone on this journey, is that I'm a soul. And I was going to tell you about my newest saying is, you know, I the soul am peaceful. I call myself Christine, but I am Christine in this world, but I really am a soul first. I believe that I'm a soul created by a divine creator. I believe that there's a lot of um, hope in thinking that way. And whether it's real or not, heck, you know, I don't know if you know this, but do you know that your eyes cannot see peripheral out all the way to your left and your right? And that it makes up what it doesn't actually see. Otherwise, it would see two black holes. So that kind of gets me to think, what else is my brain making up? And I also believe that we do co-create. Um, I believe we were created very powerful, very inspired, in-spirit beings. And so I create with that intent. And that is actually how I've walked in this journey. And again, celebrating Brandon's life, celebrating what, um, what I've come to understand about grief and about the journey to peace. I do know this, uh, not too long ago, I was helping a person that had, um, recently experienced the passing of a loved one. And I winded up taking on some more training on a subject that I was never really comfortable with. And I was so surprised to find out Wow, it's really so easy to connect in to our loved ones. It it's not it's not like they're gone beyond a connection. If they're energy, then energy continues. And so even when I thought about bringing this information forward, it's quite interesting how many loved ones I think are really sad that their loved ones are sad. And in the book Soul Truths that I recently wrote, I mentioned this because I really was shown that loved ones don't want us to be sad that they've passed on. They're done. They're finished. They're like next level, especially if you think of this as a game, which kind of think about that. But, you know, 
what if they have just gone on? And what if you could find a way to reconnect with them? What if there's just information that you haven't been taught or haven't learned? What if you actually could really connect with your loved one every day going forward? And that's actually what I really hope to bring out in this life after life. I don't want to call it grief. I don't want to call it, you know, that concept that because we attach a lot of beliefs think about what, what what belief systems we attach to grief we attach a lot of sadness and so no but if we think about life after life that kind of makes us happy and and when we're happy well are we raising our vibrational level that we can learn something different albert einstein said and i'm not going to quote direct because i don't actually know it in order to solve a problem you need to go outside of the parameters of the problem to get a different view. And I know even in my hypnotherapy practice, the problem, the the solution cannot be found from the problem state. You must go to neutral. So what if going to neutral could be, well, what if? What if? What, What can I learn something new today? What didn't I know today that could help me in my journey? And so that's my hope. My hope is to inspire anyone listening to this to start to begin to open to a what if journey. What if your loved one was right there next to you saying, yes, I'm here. What if you could begin to tap into that? What if you could begin to heal and find purpose in this lesson that you're experiencing called, we call grief. And so I really hope this has been inspiring to you. I look forward to future conversations. And I really wish you much peace and much hope and much love. Namaste. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you found some comfort in this episode. For more information on the Life After Life podcast and me, Christine Marie, please visit my website at www.christinemariespeaks.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and join us for the next episode of Life After Life. Wishing you much peace on your journey.